And currently, we have in the Lynchburg area, 32 degrees. It's 30 in Bedford, 32 in Roanoke and Salem, 33 in Danville, 32 in Amherst, and 33 in Appomattox. There are freeze warnings everywhere. Okay. 8.06 in the morning, Jam. Thomas Vaughn running for the Board of Supervisors in Campbell County. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the seat must be warm. We've had quite a few people in today, so uh, a very busy uh, political uh, season. You know, this mm-hmm. is one of the questions that Janet has asked uh, a lot of the candidates. Uh, why do this and why now? Well, that's a good question, and I keep asking myself, why am I doing this? Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at, uh, at at your website, and y'all got little kids. We do. Yeah. We have uh, We have two little kids. Uh, that are actually in the school system, and my wife's also running, so this will be a family affair, right. one for board of <laughs> That's supervisors. Unique. Yeah, one for school board. We're at a place where we can do that. Some of the interesting things that are going on and why we're doing it is because we have little kids, mm. and I actually have uh, an older child who is uh, about to make me a grandpa in wow. April. Wow. Congratulations. Pretty okay. exciting. So I've got to look out for their future, so that's why I'm running. Um, you know, I grew up here this area i spent some time in full-time ministry in northern virginia started a company back in 05 that is now currently ranked in the top 250 security providers globally right here out of campbell county oh that's cool so going to these schools having kids at these schools um giving back understanding how budgets work and some of the issues we have especially on the public safety side i'm also a volunteer firefighter here in Campbell. Okay. Um, okay. So just got a lot going on, a lot invested in giving back. I helped coach wrestling for, for years here and wrestled myself at Brookville. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, that, that's pretty much why I'm doing it. And we've got some issues. Some, I'm very conservative. I actually won the endorsement from the Republican Party, and so did my wife. So we are the endorsed uh, Republicans for the Spring Hill District in Campbell. Okay. So the, the conservative view is what we need to keep. Some of the issues we're currently facing, you know, we, we're going through an issue now with a transgender identity book that was in the library that was voted to stay in the four to ten year old section, which is something that we we both uh, you know don't want to happen. And that's something that the board of supervisors appoint the board to the library. So that's one thing that I definitely want to work on changing. And another unique thing, my wife's a teacher. She had to step down because she can't be a teacher and be on the board. And uh, so she's she's running because there's currently not one person on the school board that's ever taught in the school system. Oh, wow. Yeah, that seemed like that'd be helpful. It would. And you know, to give you an example of how, well, why we think it, it is, Leesville Road has two um, playgrounds, and one of them does not have a fence, and mm-hmm. it gets used. Well, you know, if you're chasing kids, you know how important a fence is oh, yeah. around a playground. Mm-hmm. And the board seems to not have a budget for it, at least that's what they say, but they have new digital signage in, so... You know, again, a teacher would say safety before signage. Right, you know, mm-hmm. I would, right. Uh, well, I think parent. I think a parent would say yeah. safety right. before signage. Um, what What are the things that did that your wife saw as a teacher? Because she's she was a, a teacher recently, right? Correct. Yep, she did. Well, I think there's a lot of things. I wish she was here, but she's actually dropping the kids off at school right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the things that I know that that she's talked about that are really on her heart. It's just the, the there's behavioral issues, especially now because yeah. of coming back from the COVID situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, things with government overreach, their involvement, uh, which also on the Board of Supervisors side, we're seeing are going to have to address. I think, again, just like we, we had when we decided we were going to be, um, you know, stand for your right to decide what you want to do. And my wife feels as a mama bear 
that she doesn't want anybody doing anything or teaching her kids anything that she wouldn't as a conservative Republican here in the county. So I think behavioral issues are a big one. How teachers are treated, uh, you know, as far as um, from the board, what they're told to do, and they keep, you know, the board, then they've never taught in the classroom, but they're telling these teachers all these things they need to do that may be unrealistic in an environment with 20 kids. All right. Some of them are tying up the hands of the teacher even more than has already been done. Right. right. Can you imagine yeah. going to college, learning how to teach a certain way, and then being told you can't do it? You know, like, what's the point? But I think that, you know, they, we need a change. Mm-hmm. And I think she's definitely the person to do it. And, um, you know, she's not going to rubber stamp anybody's ideas as it relates to Mama Bear's kids or sure. the kids in the county, period. Right. So um, so we're get, we get some text in here. You, you had mentioned before we went on the air that um, I'm amazed at how dirty the local politics has been. Yeah. It, it kind of blows my mind a little bit. Uh, we got a text in saying, how are you addressing, apparently something's been on social media oh, yeah. saying that you're not as conservative as you put yourself out there to be? Oh, wow. It's it's crazy, the stuff that people are putting out there that are lies. And the I'm sure the litigation <clears throat> that's going to come along with this. But yeah, we've learned a lot of different things that we didn't know. You know, most recently, uh, which is clearly false, we're Apparently having all kinds of swinger adult parties I oh guess, with all of our extra time. Well, I think maybe that's what they're talking about. Some uh, like a photograph or something. Right. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a photograph circulating from 2001 where some friends of ours, of mine, we work out, you know, at the gym all the time. Okay. COVID happened. We were working out at this young man's house who's friends with my son. He was in town. I was at a job site. For a customer, we put a big sound system in, mm-hmm. and it wasn't working, and it was a Halloween party in 2001. I was not there for the party. Mm-hmm. I got called because the system wasn't working. So I go by, within 30 minutes, had it going. People were still arriving, and I see this friend of mine. So you saved the party. Save the party. Yeah. Save the party. There's music. There's music. Right. And I'm telling you what, <laughs> I was a hero when the music cut off. Okay. And it was awesome. All right. So as I'm leaving, I see my buddy, and he's like, hey, let's take a picture. We used to take pictures all the time, like flexing with no shirt on. Okay. So we did that, and then immediately he invited his girlfriend, their friends, into the picture, took another picture. Mm-hmm. That's okay. the picture. So this is circulating. Halloween. Oh, this Halloween right. party. But okay. the problem is, they're saying, like, my wife's in the picture. Clearly, she's not. You know, okay. somewhat, they're dressed somewhat scandalous, you know, clearly. Okay. And somebody has just put together these lies. And, it's, okay. you know, I wasn't at this party partying. I wasn't doing any of that. And, again, you know, nobody cares to hear the truth. Or were you and your wife even together then? We were married. Oh, you were married. We okay. were married. Okay. Eight okay. years. Oh, yeah. okay. But, again, I was there right. 30 minutes as it was starting, not partying. She was clearly not with me because we weren't there. Because you weren't there we for weren't the party. There I got party. you. Okay. But that's just one of many. You know, we've had... People say we've had OnlyFans accounts, which we did never had. That my wife apparently tells people she likes the gay kissing scenes in a Buzz Lightyear movie, which again oh, wow. that was oh my new. Gosh. I mean, I could I go said, on and come on. on, right? Is that a joke? And I look at it like this, and I posted something last night about it, so people would know that that stuff was all false. And and I had a couple <laughs> people respond that I thought were really nice, and they're like, "When you're doing God's work and you've been in full time ministry, you're going to be attacked." Oh, you know, wow. we're conservatives. And people don't want us in office because we're not beholden to any group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are there to do what's going to be right. You know, the reason, if you want to see what I'm doing with my extra time, it's not partying. <laughs> I do go to the gym and I cut people out of cars and I put fires out. Yeah. Well, and that's you, what I do. And you have 
two little kids, which you don't have a lot of time. When you no, got two little kids. Nope. I had three. A so. six-year-old and a four-year-old does oh, not Lord. leave us a lot of time no. to go to all these wild parties that <laughs> apparently sorry. we're having. But those people will be held accountable. You know, at the yeah. end of the day, that's what it is. And we've got, you know, a team working on that because it is all false. And, and it's, and and it's, it's slanderous. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. Especially if that's the, if that's the story if right. that's the true story yeah right. yeah which absolutely is yeah and, and the buzz lightyear thing is just laughable it, it is that's just it is. that's just silly but you know you're doing something right if they're about attacking you well, that's the way that's, i look at it we and, talked about that earlier in the show yeah. tell us um because i'm i'm intrigued by the board of supervisors just give me a quick overview of because uh, we have about a minute and a half left of what you're responsible for as working with the board of supervisors being one of them what what purview do you have oversight of great so interesting as i've learned more about it is one, mm -hmm. one of the reasons i wanted to run is we have a town manager who does mm -hmm. a good job mm -hmm. and he's got all of this information come from all the departments and then we have the budget right what are we spending money on where mm -hmm. is it going so it's my understanding it's the board's job to help dig through those budgets and see exactly what we're spending this money on right and i you know again working a full-time ministry starting a business from scratch and building it to what it has been i know a lot you've about, had to crunch some numbers right i've been in <laughs> and some people before. in ministry i'm sure <laughs> absolutely the attacks i'm used to right and i know that you know i know what we're doing is right but i, I look at it and i know that there's conversations you know we just went up on um on the property taxes mm -hmm. as you know inflation has happened now they're talking about going up on personal property taxes and i don't think we're at a place we need to do anything like right. that sure i think we can actually cut some things and i know i will not be popular for that reason which is another reason i'm probably getting attacked but i think we can do a little better also for our first responders you know for our police department mm -hmm. um, i have a lot of friends that are on there i see it two in the morning when we're working right. a car accident sure we have a fully volunteer fire department you know mm -hmm. throughout the whole county with several different stations and i'd like to see what we could do more there to help them raise money sure. as that's what we do to, to get it done mm -hmm. um, so basically i'm looking at you know this job as being something that i can help because of my you know knowledge being a fiscal conservative being um, seeing that the values that, that my wife and I and our family have compared to what we have here in the county lines right up. And I want to keep this little piece of heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, I was working in Northern Virginia for a few years and it made me really realize how important it is to keep what we have here protected. Right. And that's what I want to do. I want to protect it, protect their wallets and, you know, support the things that matter. So if people want to find out more, uh, is the website the best place to go? The website, absolutely. You can go to the Facebook, vote Vaughn. Uh, 2023 is the Facebook and votevon.org is the website. Yeah, please check us out. If you have questions, you know, whether it's about controversy or not, please right. email us, message us, talk to us about it. We can give you the truth and the facts okay. of the truth, okay. which would be great. And vote for us November 7th. Get out and vote. Vote Thomas for Republican ticket. Vaughn running for supervisor and uh, Camel County wife's running for the uh, school board. You can find out more at votevon.org. Coming up, we'll be back. We'll be talking about this craziness that has been unleashed in our country and how do we deal with it as far as free speech. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark, 6 to 9 a.m. You found the right choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I'm trying to find my white chocolate See, rejoin. I knew, I knew when I when I made the comment about yeah. why white chocolate doesn't last as long because it's not really chocolate mm-hmm. that he'd be he'd be on the line squawking. Huh? Dale's on the line. Good morning, the our white, white chocolate, chocolate man. ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was pointed by Donald. <laughs> uh oh, you're oh, breaking up a little bit. As ambassador. Okay. So okay. D- did you subject uh, little children to white chocolate last night? That's what I want to know. Well, we took our three granddaughters to the humongous, the hugest, best ever. Talk or treat at Huddleston's Glenwood Plaza. Oh, okay, that sounds like fun. And they, yeah, they and they had food for adults too, and they had candy for kids, and I like it, it was really neat out mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, Huddleston. Mm-hmm. But uh, they got their booty and they brought it all back, <laughs> laid it out on the dining room table, you know, and splitting it all up because our the little our three year old granddaughter just had a little bag that she could carry and she had to dump it like five times oh wow into my seven-year-old granddaughter's bag which was a pillowcase okay wow <laughs> so, wow smart so you can get a lot pillowcase. in there yeah and it'll stay together <laughs> yes and it was pretty doggone full too wow so their booty with uh grandma and they're looking at the stuff and i hear her say oh the girl's got a piece got something set aside for you and it's the most beautiful wonderful Hershey's cookies and cream white chocolate bar ever been on the planet. <laughs> See, you think they were showing you love, but they were just trying to ditch that thing and keep it from corrupting the other candy. <laughs> That's really what was going on. But no, if you enjoy it. Over it, they wanted it, they wanted it so bad they were fighting over it. But wow. Nanny said, you must give it to. That, that's the cover. The white chocolate king. That's the cover. The gas money that it took for you to take them to this, uh, All right. this big event. <laughs> that's right. You can have your Skittles and your Reese's cups and your Kit Kats bars, right. but the prize is the white chocolate Hershey's cookies and cream bar. Okay, that's the one you got. I will for. say it is more palatable. Yes. And we're getting to the season where I actually eat some white chocolate because mm-hmm. the peppermint bark. Thanks for calling in this morning. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Dale. Okay. <laughs> Funny. I, I, that was one of my favorite things is spreading it out on the table. Oh, yeah. You know, of course, there had to be something in between my brother's candy and mine. Oh, sure. My gosh, they weren't allowed to come together. But now we were only allowed to have so much and mother would, you know, really portion it right 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 dole it out over time and some of it we would take to church like for the treat you know because your teeth would rot out of your head you don't need that That was what my mom would say right too much candy teeth rots all right um more are we going to a good feeling no we are um just when you think they can't be any more gross than they already are uh pro-palestinian activists Mm -hmm. dumped a box of mice Painted in the colors of the Palestine flag in a UK McDonald's. Oh my God! Yelling "Free effing Palestine" and "F Israel." Wow! Diners at the Birmingham, England McDonald's screamed when the rodents were unleashed into the busy fast food restaurant. Wow. The viral TikTok shared across social media shows a man wearing a Palestinian flag on his head is seen removing a box of spray-painted mice from a car. With a license plate that read Palestine before dumping the critters on the floor in front of unsuspecting customers. Now, this is the least egregious of the things that we've been seeing 
for sure. And Dr. Harb sent us a, a story that mm-hmm. I, I really want I really want to talk about. Okay. Because I think it's important to talk about it. Um, how do we, in a country that really values freedom of speech, address this craziness? I mean, in New York, pro-Hamas mobs took over Grand Central Station. Mm-hmm. They shut down the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bridge. Bridge. Uh, which is, I'm told, is a really hard thing to do. Right. Not easy. It's it's a big task. And it's and it's scary that they were able to accomplish that. Right, right. Uh, they were carrying banners declaring, honor the martyrs, and calling for elimination of Israel by any means. Mm-hmm. In London, a crowd of 100,000 or more descended on Whitehall where protesters attacked police, surrounded Westminster, and chanted Allah Akbar. Mm -hmm. And from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Right. In Hamburg, demonstrators waved Taliban and and Al-Qaeda flags. Mm -hmm. I mean, and this is what happens when you welcome these people in to your country. We've been saying it since 9-11. Yeah. And I've been called hateful and I've been called racist. Yeah. And I've been called but but you can't say if you've ever listened to me since I've been in talk radio, you cannot say that you weren't warned. Mm-hmm. You can't say that I didn't cry BS when you were saying, Well, there are there are Muslims that are kind and they don't believe in this kind of thing. That's how they have come in and infiltrated our country. But here's the the thing. When we live in a country that values freedom of speech, to some degree, they are expressing freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with that? Right. Well, I mean, that's, you know, there's no um, debate. It's, it's freedom of scream is what it is. If right. you've watched some of these people just try to have a conversation and the F-bombs being dropped on sure. both sides. Right. I mean, we're not getting anywhere by that. We're never we're never going to make any progress if if we can't have a simple conversation. But freedom of speech doesn't mean you can shut down an opposing view. Right, right, right. Exactly. Which, which brings us to this: this didn't grab the headlines, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting. At a massive pro-Hamas demonstration on Friday, a video went viral of a group of blue-collar New Yorkers confronting an Arab man who was ripping down posters of Israeli children that had been kidnapped by Hamas, which apparently is a new favorite pastime of terrorist sympathizers Mm -hmm. all across the country. Right. One of the men gets in his face and says, this is New York City. You don't have an effing right to touch that S-word. This is a free country. You can wave your Palestine flag all you want to. You can say death to Jews or America, whatever you want. But we can put up effing signs. Mm -hmm. He tells the Arab man to shut up and move on. He tells them some other things, too, like he's going to litter the floor with him. uh, And then he'd love to put him in the hospital. Uh, The Arab guy shuts up and he moves on. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think that that we can be a doormat. Yeah. You know, um, in the name of free speech. Mm hmm. But it's a balancing act. It really is. It really is. And I and I think before it's over, there's going to be some tragedy in this in this whole mess. In this article, it says um, this anonymous blue collar man in New York mm-hmm. understands there's no point in shaming or pleading with such people because you can't. You can't. 
You can't reason with the unreasonable. Mm -hmm. You just can't. The time of pleading and persuading is gone, people. It doesn't exist anymore. And it has to be stopped. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid it's the only thing that's going to stop it is force. Well, it's going to be an eruption. Right. I thought there was going to be a different kind of civil war in our right in our world. Right. And in our country. It may be the only thing that unifies Americans of mm -hmm. all colors. Mm hmm. Because our way of life is being threatened in an amazing Absolutely. way. And they are being emboldened every day by the actions of Hamas. Yep. They are being emboldened to rise up and kill the infidel. Right. Which is what we've been saying for decades. Mm -hmm. and, and you've got the media now. Jen Psaki, who should be a little more keen to this because she was the press secretary for Biden. But she's going after Christian nationalists, you know, Speaker of the House. Someone texted in, charge them with hate crimes. The problem is our own White House calls them protest, not terrorist act. Right, right. That That's from the Speaker of the White House calling it that. Biden's guy won't even call it what it is. Biden has come out and said more about Isla, is, uh, Islamic phobia. Islamophobia, right. or whatever you call it, right? Saying we got to we got to make sure. In two They're speeches, in he brought that out. Congress, right? I mean, you think about that for a minute. If they were like some of these people, willing to strap a bomb in themselves and mm -hmm. blow themselves up, mm -hmm. you think one of the squad couldn't do that? No, absolutely, absolutely, they could. We are kidding ourselves. And they'll yell Allah Akbar before they do it. Right? Yep. I'm. I'm just telling you. The the time for reasoning is gone and americans who value the way of life better start joining together and stop being so divided yep because it's here time is here now at this point we'll try to lighten it up a little bit um after we get out of the the break here i'll try okay. there's a lot of headlines if I you're know. gonna know what's going on you're I gonna know. get a little worked up i know well we did a lot of local politics with all the interviews today yeah so we're uh, done with that now yeah all done and currently, we have in Bedford, 31 degrees. Roanoke and Salem have 32. 34 in Danville, 33 in Lynchburg. Also in Amherst and 34 in Appomattox. Trying to keep it real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't I mean, want to keep it real I, well, anymore. Well, I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah. Sometimes I regret getting out of music radio. I got to tell mm, you. Yeah. Except I know that we need to make sure that truth is getting out there. Right. And the the frustrating thing is, I think we're at a point to where you can put the truth out there, but if people don't want to believe it, it doesn't right. matter what facts you well, put in front of true. them. This is true. This is true. So yeah. it, it's, it's discouraging. For well, sure. the Virginia Department of Forestry estimates that 491 acres have been burned in a wildfire in Pulaski County. The department says the fire is 70% contained a cruise yesterday took advantage of the cooler weathers and the cloud cover and the light winds to help get this thing under control uh, it was first reported there in the parrot river road area on sunday then it spread into giles county there's been no report of injuries and no evacuations have been ordered but structure protection is in place for homes in the area hmm okay well, uh, if you're wondering how long that candy is going to be able to last that <laughs> all your kids brought in yeah. last night, uh, we've got uh, Assistant Professor for Food Processing and Microbiology at Virginia Tech saying a lot of those candies you snag could be safe to consume for several months 
if you got some dark chocolate, up to two years. Milk or white chocolate, Please, more in no, the no, eight no. to tenth month range. Don't address the white chocolate. Oh well, no. We. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Here's the thing: when it when it comes to our our friend white chocolate ambassador, yes, it doesn't last long enough to have to survive oh, very long. So he's good. <laughs> Uh, hardened jelly candies can last up to a year as long as they're stored in a cool, dry environment. Uh, she's also shared other food safety advice like checking labels if you mm-hmm. have allergies and consider passing on home care candies or treats from people you don't know. Right. So that's probably a good idea. I don't know that anybody, like I would offer like a cookie or something to the kids in my neighborhood, but mm. I wouldn't expect people that don't know me to, to want that. So there's uh, also easy ways to to tell if something has gone bad. Uh, If it tastes off or it smells off, the sealed package looks bloated, don't eat it. Uh, That means something good's not going on there. Fermenting or whatever. (laughs) If something is fuzzy, don't eat it. Really? (laughs) That's your advice? (laughs) Okay. That's good. It reminds me. Do you you remember when you would be in the pew at church on Sunday and you're just dying for a stick of gum? And, oh, yeah, and, and yeah, mom yeah. scrounges to the end of her purse and she comes up with a piece of juicy fruit and it's got like pocketbook lint on it oh, and you're like still oh, worth it yucky. don't care okay usually it's on that on the wrapper no, i understand but but i've i've seen some pretty funky looking sticks of gum come out of there <laughs> and i'm pretty sure they're more than eight months old right exactly so, i don't know you're on the morning jam good morning good morning now did you did you know that with uh hamas when they had their October 7th invasion of Israel, did you know that they were in cahoots with Hezbollah and ISIS? <laughs> yeah. And, and, those, right. and did you know? And, and they were all going to. The White House invade. denied that, though. Right. I'm sorry now? White House denied that. They, they oh, said no, they well, weren't that's, sure. That's, that's, all, that's all irrelevant. I mean, I mean, I got my information right from the guy that that lives over there. Oh. But they were they were they were going to all three of these organizations. They were going to invade at one time and overwhelm all the Israelites and Hezbollah. I'm not sorry, Hamas. As as you know, they're just a bunch of nutcases, as you can see. They jumped the gun, and that's why they did not succeed mm. in overwhelming the nation of Israel. And that's why they stopped that. But if if they would have, they it it would have been a, a a bloodbath. Oh yeah. And so you know, speaking of bloodbath, the only thing that these that these Palestinian demon people understand and actually get through their head is that when you use a fatal force, when you put a gun to their head, and that's the only. And thing even that, that they don't to, care. That's exactly right. I mean, so, they all, they consider it gain mm-hmm. to to have that's that. Right. So with you know, because that's that's here now. This is going to happen to us. So yeah. us as Americans, we need to arm up and be ready to defend ourselves. Yeah, right. Uh, they're they're, they're going to. It's it's the truth, and they're going to yeah. come after us. Make no mistake and, about and it. Make no mistake, and and uh, we go back to the old adage. When they come after you, you go ahead and shoot first, and then we'll worry about the mess later on. Right. And and all and all this nonsense, like, well, were they in your house? Right. Were they coming towards you? Oh, yeah. you, you just forget that stuff. You flush it right down the toilet. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't oh, matter. We'll probably you know, be under martial law by then. 
would be my guess. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. There, well yeah, thanks for well, anyway. th- thanks for the call. It leads us into our next story for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, FBI Director Christopher Ray was questioned on Tuesday on whether or not the country is safer since President Biden took office. Chairman Peters, Ranking Member Paul, members of the committee, discussions about uh, the most pressing national security threats that what we face and and what we're doing to tackle them are always important. Is the United States safer from foreign terror threats today? Are we safer than when Joe Biden took office, from the day he took office? Silence. Nothing. This is real time. Nothing. What I would say to you is that the terror threats have elevated, uh, but I also think there are a lot of things the country has done throughout law enforcement to be better prepared to deal with them. Really? Really, Mr. Ray? What what would that be? Would that Mm. be defunding the police? Mm. Would it be that? Would it be not prosecuting the people who have ambushed the police? Mm. Would it be, oh, I don't know, cashless bail? Has that is that something you've done to, to the law enforcement that makes it safer? Maybe it's the 30 percent vacancies that we have across our country in our police departments. Yeah. Does that does that make you feel safer? Well, I'm, no, that's the FBI yeah. director trying to, to, to sell us that line. Well, here's some more BS discussions about uh, the most pressing national security threats that w- and what we face and, and what we're doing to tackle them are always important but it seems especially well-timed this year with the dangerous implications the very fluid situation in the Middle East has for our homeland security the reality is that the terrorism threat has been elevated throughout 2023 but the ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole nother level. Okay, the BS part here, Janet, in my mind with that last statement, is that this has elevated it. So have you heard a lot about the terrorism threat within our own country before this? In other words, it's elevated. It was already yeah. there, but we haven't heard a lot about it, yeah. have, have we? You, have you seen yellow warning up, red warning up? Right. Have you seen anything? No, because this administration doesn't do that. No, they're asleep at the wheel. They're not asleep, though. They know. They know it's there. Well. And they don't care. Right. Well, that's okay. Fair um, enough. Le- right. Leah said, what kind of leaders allow them to have training camps, which are guarded? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. that's why that's why local leadership matters. Your local law enforcement, mm-hmm. that's your first line of defense, it folks. It sure is. And if you don't have good, credible, quality, non-corrupt people in place. Yeah. You're going to be in trouble. Yeah. You think the Fed's going to show up? No. We're having a hard enough time to get people show up in northern Amherst County right now. Right. Because they don't have enough people. Right. On staff. Sure. And you have to have a leadership in there that can raise these young men up mm-hmm. and, and teach them to take on something that is not going to be pleasant. Right. It's not. You're going to be spit on and right. called ugly names and Absolutely. everything else. You're on the morning jam. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Janet. Hi. It's Happy Hump Day. Uh, yeah, well. our, our buddy Marco Gabbard posted this morning, and what caught my attention immediately was an AR-15 on the top of the banner. And he said, and he's quoting an article where an Israeli couple over there. This is why you want an AR-15. They defended their 
family from Hamas terrorists. Between them, they killed 13 of them trying to do harm to them and their family. Mm. And that's why you need an AR-15. Mm. So that's my two cents. And George Soros is funding these Palestinian protesters. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm always thinking, where do these people mob at? How do they know? Mm-hmm. And where are they getting the money to stay out of work to do this stuff? Yeah. Oh, there's a network of, no of people and, and sources. And it's very well it. organized. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Bob. Yeah. Appreciate it, bud. All right. So we've got 15 minutes left. We're yeah, going we go to go to break, and we're not going to have one negative story when we come back. Not I one. I love it. Me too. Dadgummit, can we go there now? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it is. Uh, we got to pay bills first. I know. 845 here on the morning jam hey if you missed any of the interviews today or any of the content you can go to our soundcloud thank you vtrn the morning jam on vtrn put in today's date and you'll get all the content i had a brain fart there (laughs) it happens occasionally it's been a busy morning excuse me before you fire up the coffee maker turn on the morning jam with janet and mark mornings 6 to 9 a.m what day is it, Mark? <laughs> Janet, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day! Get happy. Janet promised us happy, fun stories to finish out our show. Absolutely. What you, you know, got for us, girl? We have been talking about you know weddings for a long time because we've both done a lot of weddings. And i got to tell been, you something. Yeah. My brother wants us to do a podcast. Just on weddings. On weddings. Just on weddings. That's a lot of podcasts because we've got a lot of (laughs) wedding stories. You know, the the pitfalls to avoid. Uh, I am happy to see that a lot of of new brides and grooms are taking a simpler approach to their weddings. Perhaps not this simple, but that's okay. okay. All right. Uh, This story out of Lebanon, Tennessee, a a middle Tennessee couple exchanged vows on a a lovely family farm Mm -hmm. uh, two days before Halloween. Very sweet. Then they had their reception with a side of hash browns. <laughs> Ellie Holbrook, or Eli Holbrook, and Mary Kate Hedge mm-hmm. met during high school in 2016. Nice. They later reconnected after Eli joined the Marines, and they would talk on the phone every day as he finished up his tour. When he returned to Tennessee from Japan, his first stateside meal was Waffle House. Oh, yeah. Fast forward, mm-hmm. happy couple celebrated their engagement while planning their wedding. She felt she was getting more attention than the groom so she decided to surprise eli with a wedding reception at his favorite restaurant and that's exactly oh, what they wow. did nice the lebanon couple spent the evening celebrating their new life as a married couple at the waffle house on cumberland street is that a heart shaped hash browns yes oh my gosh it is that's wow. so funny uh they posted the the shot on uh, social media saying join us in congratulating the happy couple May they always see the sunny side of life. Ah, that's good. Isn't that cute? <laughs> I love it. I do. That's that's. Oh, sweet. wait a minute. Did I? That was a faux pas there. Ha <laughs> ha. I do get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I got I it. Uh-huh. I, I just kind of slipped out. Yeah. Well, I, I got it before you pointed it out. <laughs> <laughs> if oh, if I can't teach you anything else, you and I know. Trey, just let it stand. Let subtleties. it breathe. Let it breathe. The subtleties, the nuances. Yes. Of a pun. Mm-hmm. Well done. All right. Um, now, the Waffle House reception I could get on board mm-hmm. with. This next one, I don't think I'd be partaking of. Chinese food company broke a Guinness World Record for the largest cup of instant rice noodles. 
They cooked up 112 pounds. Look at that. That is a lot of that's a lot of ramen right there. Thing is huge. And, and I do love me some ramen. Here's the problem. Um, they used a four over four foot tall container, right, to cook up the noodles, mm-hmm. which was composed of the following. This is where this is where I exit stage left. Okay. Um, in a broth of stewed river snails no. and pork bones. Oh, my gosh. JR out. Yeah. It's going to be a hard yeah. pass for me. As soon as you said river. <laughs> Done. <laughs> now, if they had just stuck with the vinegar, chili oil, peanuts, uh, tofu, even the bean curd, I can do all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and this is how they describe it. The soup, which also contains vinegar, chili oil, peanuts, dried tofu skin, and bean curd. Uh, tofu skin? Gets its famous fecal-like odor ah! from... <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah! I can't keep Stop! straight. Thing. Stop! From the sour bamboo shoots spread on top. Jeez. The world record serving of noodles. voice inflections don't do it any justice. Just I'm a, just sorry. I don't want to. We're not selling that to anybody. <laughs> uh, it was served to the employees in the company's cafeteria. Oh, wow. Jeez. Blah. No, thank not going you. going to that Christmas party. Uh, uh, no, I don't care if you did break a record. I, I'm not. I'm not participating in that. No. Thank Mm-mm. you very much. Uh, we had a Virginia woman make national news. Yeah. She uh, she scored over nine hundred and twelve thousand dollars in a jackpot from an online lottery game. Wow! But that's not the interesting part. Okay. Jennifer Minton said she won that just a week after she won fifty grand from the same game. Oh my! Wow! Yeah. I got. <laughs> I'd say she needs to play the lottery, um, but she already has. Right. She doesn't need any more. She was using her phone to play okay. Safari Quest right. while sitting beside a campfire when she noticed the jackpot had reset. Okay. Dang. Somebody just hit it, she said. They're lucky. Minton then realized it was her. She was the one that won. She said she was in disbelief. I she said so. her shock was compounded by the fact that she had won 50 grand playing the same game just a week earlier. How about that? I just, I am not that lucky. No. Me How either. do those even work? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't even know you could do that. Mm-mm. I didn't know. Did you know you could play lottery games online? No, no. Didn't I didn't know. either. Didn't know. Very weird. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, sheep had to be saved. Yep. Um, sheep? In, in Didn't a, we have a sheep Australia. story the other day? I love sheep stories. You oh, know this no about wonder. me. No wonder. You've got a whole algorithm going. I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> they probably, they're just like targeting me at this point. Sheeps, mules, goats. Right. All of them. Sending them all to rows. Exactly. A sheep that wandered <laughs> away from its home five years ago oh. was finally rescued from a reservoir by a team of volunteers. A reservoir? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the sheep named Sugar. <laughs> obviously named by a southern woman with big hair was lost on Sugarloaf Reservoir Park before being rescued by an operation led by Georgia Duncan Melbourne's huh. water supply operator okay um, Sugar had been Sugar had been in the park for at least six months Duncan was accompanied by volunteers from Vets for Compassion mm-hmm. the sheep underwent a professional shearing Right. To remove five years worth of wool, hmm. 
that he had experienced during his time there. Right. Um, the Forever Friends Animal Sanctuary say that uh, Sugar had worn, wandered away from his home. Really? That's a terrible name for a boy sheep. He probably left because of that name. Could've the been. other sheep were making fun. That's right. So he's like, I got to go. The bullies. I, I can't. I can't live. Look, the, look, this with sugar. the sugar shame, <laughs> sugar shame. Yeah, can't do it. Uh, and you might wonder how he survived five years by himself because you know sheep are pretty vulnerable. They're yeah, really yeah, stupid. Yeah. I mean, really dumb. Mm-hmm. And when you've got that much wool, if you get in like water, oh you yeah, can drown you get log, and log, yeah, yeah, log down or yeah. bog down or sure. whatever. Um, he has been living with a mob of kangaroos. That's what a lot of kangaroos oh, are my called. Gosh, a mob, a mob. A, wow, a group I of kangaroos, so so like not... a murder of crows, a okay. mob of kangaroos. Wow. Seems like new. the kangaroos took care of him. Because, you know, a can- have you ever seen a kangaroo fight? It is unbelievable. Yeah. And some of them are all jacked up. Yeah, well, they, they have they like work big muscles. Out. They yeah. work out, yeah. I mean, they're huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, sugar was probably very, <laughs> very safe. I know he's not like us, but we're going to take him in. Exactly. And we, we will, I'm going to protect him. We will protect him. We will train him. There'll be a ninja. We will build sheep. him stronger. <laughs> and for, wait a minute. That's six million dollar man. That's not the same thing. Wait. Turn him into a ninja sheep. Maybe. Hey, I think we owe some love uh, to the pancake jamboree since you know oh, you, yeah, had, you were I sending people up. there last week. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I, it was my fault. I, I admit it. Tomorrow is pancake jamboree day. At the, the Lynchburg Armory, the Exchange wait, wait. Club. Tom- uh, tomorrow. Oh, sorry. Friday. Yes, thank you. Lord, we are just... <laughs> d- I'm just ready for Friday to be here. <laughs> That's understand. my problem. I, I totally get it. Um, so it's not too late for you to get your ticket. Uh, Friday, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Right. Uh, it's there at, at the Armory. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all-you-can-be-eat pancakes. Limited sausage. sausage. Yes. Um it doesn't say that on this, but it says it on the ticket. Does it say it on the ticket? Oh, I don't know. I've got one of my. You got to look at your ticket. Yeah, I got to look at my um, ticket. So it's going to be held at the Armory, and all the profits are returned to the community. Advance tickets are eight dollars. Mm-hmm. If you purchase twenty or more, which many offices do, it's right. seven dollars. Sure. If you wait until the day of, it's ten. Yeah. You can find out more about purchasing tickets at LynchburgExchangeClub.org. You picked yours up at yeah, the bakery. I bought, I bought mine at the bakery. Yeah. Two of them, yeah. Got one for me and Tommy. So I don't know how, I don't know when they'll collect those, but but there are some places about town that you can get them. You can find out more at yeah. lynchburgexchangeclub.org and go out and support them because they do really, really good work. I said it was last Friday by accident. <laughs> And I and I took the rest of the show. People were texting in saying Mark got the date wrong. Right. No surprise there. They were on uh, it. But I took the rest of the show almost every break saying, don't forget, don't show up this it's Friday. Not, it's not today. It's not today. <laughs> I went downtown to meet your wife. Right. And have a, a lovely lunch mm-hmm. across from the armory. And they've got their big signs up. They're getting all ready. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, a classic thing to do if you're in the Lynchburg area. No doubt all right. We'll it. see you tomorrow for Thursday. Yeah, for Thursday. Right. We'll it's have Thursday. some life hacks. Right. Hey, we've got a couple interviews. Angela Wilder, going to have her in at 706. She is running for, that's your uh, abbreviation, Amherst County. County. Amherst oh. County. Amherst County School Board. Okay. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. And, and then Dr. Bob will be in at 806. Very hard to keep up. I know. It really is. Dr. Bob's going to talk about state politics and some of the, the ideas of not being able to have ideas on campus or debate anymore.